Chapter 1. All things are paved with good intent. If you had told the former mermaid that she would adopt her villain child, the former mermaid would politely ask if your head was alright and if you needed to go to the infirmary. But here she was, the Queen Ariel, painting one of the spare room for their future daughter. No, foster daughter, or fostering, the redhead repeated out loud. King Adam realized that resurrecting their villains back to life, they could procreate, causing more of a Pandora box of problems. King Adam requested Fairy Godmother to make the villains stare out, so they couldn't make any more children. In the council meeting, it was decided that these children didn't ask to be created, so the heroes should raise them. That means for Ariel and Eric, they would get three-year-old Uma, the daughter of Ursula. Ariel took a deep breath, looking over her work. The room was a deep pink coral color. Melody helped with painting, surprising the tiny six-year-old didn't get a lot of paint on herself. Hey, Eric greeted at Ariel, coming closer to her, wrap his arms around her. It looks nice. I like the color, except we have a six-year-old who wants to paint everything in pink, the king chuckled. Well, if I remember correctly, a certain human was all about expression, Ariel commented before kissing his cheek. The couple just enjoy the silence before things will change, whether it's for the better or worse. Two girls, Eric signed as he tried not to think about the talks and dealings with his daughter's hearts being broken by some jerks. Yeah, Eric was not ready for any of that. The queen nodded. Yep, I just want one of them won't be rebellious. Later on in the day, Ariel, Eric, and Melanie went to Oridon in order to pick up Uma. King Adam and Queen Belle wanted some gala for the heroes, and even though they were told that they had to adopt the children, Ariel rolled her eyes. Sometimes humans are weird for her to understand. In the gala, Heroes waited anxiously for their foster kids. Jasmine and Aladdin got a boy named Jay. Ariel's close friend, Cinderella, got two kids. A baby named Dizzy and her three-year-old brother, Anthony. The redhead sighed nervously, waiting for her child. She wondered if Uma liked the color pink, or does she eat fish? And if so, they would need to talk about why eating fish is bad, or does she need to know how to swim? Before Eric could go into her deep spiral of overthinking, Fairy Godmother gave her a tight smile as she gently pushed Uma towards the couple. Ariel thought Uma would be bigger, but the girl was very small for her age. Then again, what do you expect when you're home? had only trash as food. The queen bent down to the child's height. Hello, Uma. I'm Ariel. The mermaid pointed at her husband. That's Eric. The king gave 
a small worship to the child. This is, my name is Melanie, like the song. The six-year-old screamed in excitement, interrupting her mother. The small girl cowered slightly away from Ariel's daughter. Melanie, Eric said, we use our inside voices when we talk to people. The king looked at his active child. The child looks shocked and forgetting. Oh, right. Sorry, daddy, the girl said. My name is Melanie. This time a little softer. Uma seemed to be less scared of the older girl. The gala was long and Melanie was getting antsy, so they decided they should start their journey back home now. Are you ready to go, Uma? The small girl looked up at the woman hesitantly taking the queen's hand. The family began to walk back to their car to start on their adventure as a family. Chapter 2, Turning Tables When the family got home, it was dusk. Melanie fell asleep during the ride home. Uma was sleepy, but it seemed that she was fighting it. The mermaid smiled at the child. Do you want me to carry you? Eric already making the direction where Melanie's room was at. The small girl looked at her oddly as she shook her head. Okay, just tell me when you want me to carry you. The pair walked towards the same direction. You like your room? Errol asked to the child. Uma looked closely at the items around the room. This was totally different than what she had before. That mean lady took her away. This mine? Uma asked quietly looking at the queen. The queen nodded. Yes, it's yours. Uma walked toward the stuffed teddy bear. This mine? The queen nodded, smiling. Yep, it is. For the next 45 minutes, Uma walked around her room, pointing out items to make sure it was actually hers. During that time, the queen just smiled and enjoyed hearing Uma saying something. Okay, all items are accounted for. It's time for bed, the queen expressed to the little girl. Bed? Uma parried while tilted her head at the woman. Ariel nodded. Yep, it's time for bed. She gently picked up the child and placed her on the bed. Squishy, the teal-headed girl commented, looking up to Ariel for the mermaid's response. Yes, very squishy, as she placed the blanket on the child. The queen was about to kiss Uma's forehead like she does for Melanie, but paused and just gave a smile to Uma. Have a good night, Uma, Ariel thought as she, as she walked out of Uma's room. Maybe it won't be as bad as I thought, the mermaid thought before she fell asleep. A couple days passed when the Sea King arrived at her house. The Sea King would turn human 
only for special occasions to see his youngest daughter. The queen knew why the sea king came. He must have heard the news. The former mermaid thought as she saw her father standing. Errol, we need to talk about the spawn that's living here. I would kindly like you to leave father. Errol spoke, not really shocked at her father's attitude towards the villain child. She could only think if the sea king actually met Uma. Errol would, could sense the uncomfortable Uma would have feel around the man. The redhead looked at her father in disappointment. Ariel, I'm just telling you this because I love you. She is her mother's daughter, no matter what that idiot of a king says, Trident stated, looking back at his youngest daughter. The Trident, he knows who his sister was. Ursula was nothing but a greedy woman, only craving for power. That's what Triton saw in the spawn of his sister. Another reincarnation of the sea witch. The sea king would be damned if he let the spawn ruin the lives of the new population who wasn't there of dealing with the villain. Please, father, I need you to leave right now. Era uttered, not looking at her father. The sea king nodded at the request. Errol, if that spawn is out of the line once, I would not hesitate in killing it. I am always a king first, and I hope you would understand. After voicing out his threat, the sea king left his youngest daughter's castle to his home, the sea, and he will protect it whatever the cost it may be.